ended up in a bath of ice I'm a victim of an organized You know it is true You know this time you're never gonna get it But you already stole my heart Yeah, you ripped it and tore it apart you know Welcome to the Cutthroat Queens podcast The place where gnats teleport to right before you try and squish them we're here to take an honest and open-minded look at all things indie horror. My name is Brett, and joining me are Elton and Chelsea. Hi. Hey. Um, so to start off today, since this is our first episode, we're just going to keep things pretty chill. I'm going to introduce myself. They'll introduce themselves, and we'll just do a quick icebreaker game so you can see who you're actually listening to today. Um, so my name is Brett Mitchell-Kent. I'm a horror writer and board game enthusiast. I tend to write more on the psychological horror side, but I like to dabble in dark fairy tales and some erotic as well. Um, How about you, Elton? Oh, Christ, me already. Sorry, I wasn't ready. (laughs) Um, Yeah, my name is Elton Skelter. I'm from the UK um, and I'm a horror slash extreme horror writer or aspiring extreme horror writer. I just want to write horrible. No, you're there. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Thank you. I love the validation. <laughs> it it <laughs> soothes me. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of pieces out at the moment, mostly with DNT Press, who I'm a big fan of. Um, hi, Dawn. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, other than writing, I like sleeping and drinking. That, that, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I'm very interesting. Go, Chelsea. You are interesting. (laughs) I am Chelsea Pumpkins. I hail from New England in the US. Um, I am also a horror writer. Um, I haven't been doing it very long, but I am having a good time. So I think I am still trying to kind of define my style. Um, But so far, my stuff either tends to be really sad or (laughs) a little bit funny. Um, And I don't know, it's been fun to kind of experiment like different subgenres and stuff. my latest piece was really disgusting. So um, you all can keep an eye out for that. <laughs> Some body horror in the mix. Um, it was. <laughs> yeah. It was. I, I can't my look mom, in a mirror My anymore. mom, this is a mom endorsement, but she said it was the most most revolting thing I have written. So that's, yeah, a, that's an that achievement. Is. You know, if you can Thanks. gross yeah. out your mom, It'll that's be- the best bit. <laughs> and <laughs> she has, um, she can be grosser than me. So that's a pretty big achievement. At least she actually reads uh, your work, but my parents would never read anything I write. <laughs> she does. I know. I'm very lucky. She's a good mom. Um, other than writing, I enjoy reading. I know we're going to talk about books a lot here um, and other authors that we like. Um, and I love horror movies, too. I will watch pretty much any kind of horror movie. So I love talking same. about that, too. Yes, same 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 especially the indie ones um if it looks like it was a college art project i'm probably gonna love it more <laughs> than Perfect. anything big budget my, my tastes so. are really unrefined so if you expect me to come up with anything like oh, oh i love dario Argent, no it's not gonna happen it's gonna be me being like no. i really like that one franchise with the 12 sequels that's really perfect <laughs> <laughs> no <a> balance. <laughs> so in my intro i guess i forgot to say i am also U.S. native, and I am from northern Indiana, so the the land of cornfields. Um, So for our little, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of those around here. Uh, for a little icebreaker, we're going to just do like a quick round robin of questions for each other. We'll answer them ourselves. Uh, I guess I'm going to kick it off. And since this is a more writerly indie horror focused podcast, I'll shoot the first one at what releases are you both looking forward to most in 2023? Chelsea, go first. I'm looking forward to hearing what you say. All right. Um, I am very much looking forward to I G Young's upcoming Lingen. Um, I've heard really good advanced reviews about that. Um, Absolutely same. I think it's same coming out. I think that's a Dark Matter Inc. imprint release. Yeah. Um, and then Erie River is putting out a folk horror anthology called The Old Ways. And that's edited by Holly Cornetto. And I'm really excited to read that. How about you, Ellen? Um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this, actually, like what I'm really looking forward to in the coming year. And um, I've got quite a few that I'm really, really excited about. So I'm just going to like blast some off. I'm really looking Spell. forward to the um, the No Trouble at All anthology from Cursed Morsels. Um, that'll be edited by Eric Raglan and Alexis Dubon. Um, they've already sent out some amazing invites to authors as well, who I really admire, like like Paula Diash and uh, Sarah Tamia. Tell our listeners what the theme of that one is. It's basically polite horror. I think kind of, I'm guessing it's going to go sort of in the way of Stepford Wives, kind of uh, sort of, uh, there's a smile on it, but underneath it's brewing something really terrible. And I, I love that kind of thing. I think, yeah, that's always been sort of a, a, you know, nothing is as it seems kind of vibe to it. Yeah. I'm really looking forward I'm to that pick, one. I'm going to pick that one up too. Yeah. Um, I'm also really looking forward to what, one from Spooky House Press. Um, TJ Price's The Disappearance of Tom Nero. Um, that just sounds good. It's it's a novelette, I think. It's only 14,000 words, I believe, but it's kind of psychological horror. And just I've read a few short blurbs about it and it just it sounds incredible. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And I believe TJ is going to be a guest on the podcast in March. So he'll be able to tell us a bit more about it then, which is going to be yes. really exciting. Um, He's also in the full core, I think. Yeah, the folklore anthology that I was looking forward to reading. So this is just going to be a TJ Price fan podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're TJ, just we, over TJ. We stand. <laughs> they always go that way anyway, so might as well just <laughs> lay our cards down first. Uh, another one I'm really looking forward to is um, um, Hunger as Old as This Land, uh, which is Zach Rosenberg. Um, and that's coming out, I think, from Bridget's Gate. Um, I beta read the story when it was a short story. Um, when he submitted it to an anthology and it was so good but they they liked it so much they were like this could be this could be bigger and this could be a standalone story all of its own so that they they're going to be publishing it as a novelette which i'm really excited about um and then there's just a bunch of stuff from dnt who i published with myself that I'm, I'm really looking forward to we've got new titles from colt skinner harrison phillips judith sonnet um just yeah millions of stuff coming up that i'm just so excited about and i cannot wait to talk to you guys about yeah Brett, what about you Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest ones I think that I'm excited about is La Petite, La Petite Mortz, which is coming out from, uh, who is that one? Is that Ghost Orchid Press? Yeah. And the, Evelyn Freeling is editing that. And I was lucky enough to have a few friends that have stories submitted into that that I was able to, to read before they were accepted. And 
I can just already tell you the quality of this anthology is just going to knock your entire socks off. Um, so I, I believe Evelyn is actually going to come on and speak with us in a few months as well. But there's a couple of stories from um, authors like um, Michelle Tang and Ray Knowles that are just incredible. And then um, Steve Stred as well has the most disgusting story I've ever read in that. So Chelsea, oh you'll have God. to compete with that. Um, <laughs> we'll have to give is... it to my mom and then she can weigh <laughs> in. It's, it's disgusting in the best possible way. And I, I still think about it like every day. Um, oh so God. I'm very excited about that one. As far as um, another book is None Left to Tell, which hasn't like been officially announced yet, but it's by Noelle W. Ely, who is an author that I adore. Um, I've read all of her work. I fangirl over her consistently. Very excited about that one. And then um, Final Girl Season 2, which is actually a horror board game. It's a solo board game experience uh, where you run around the map as a final girl trying to, you know, save people and com complete your mission. That is coming out in the next year. It was kickstarted last year, and, and I think we got a Kickstarter update yesterday that it should be coming soon. So those I've are some of the of ones that I'm looking at. A solo board game. So you put, play it by yourself? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Most of the board games that I play are solo because like I can't find anybody friends. to play them with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I sit at home by myself all day. My husband has no interest in playing board games with me, so I just do it by myself, and he walks by me every now and then, and Heckles me for being a nerd. No, I've, yeah, I've never heard of a, a solo board game either. I think uh, I just always yeah, nerd. You have to have friends <laughs> to, to play stuff. So I just didn't play them. Yes. Okay, well, I, link me I, that one because I have, have any friends either. So. Yeah, good news, Ellen. There's, there's games for you. <laughs> games for me. It's my team. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really cool. And I think we should have a contest of who can correctly pronounce Le Petit Mois. Le Petit Mois. No, that was I'm never going to say it again. Um, this, was, this was the one shot. more. I... <laughs> <laughs> yep, you get my my northern Indiana twang. He's actually but... got a piece of corn in the corner of his mouth as well, in case anybody's interested. He's, he's very. <laughs> That's all. Boy next door. <laughs> we have to. Um, so I yeah that that's really what I've got as far as the things that I'm excited. Oh, and Dead by Daylight is also so that's a video game um, that I play that's coming out as a board game as well. Also backed on Kickstarter that should be shipping and receiving all of that next year. So cool. that one is what about films? Cool. Uh, Final Girl films? is made by Van Ryder Games. Cool. I'm excited for the menu, the the new movie that's coming out. Um, it's a horror movie, and is that already out? I don't know. I talk oh, you know what? I'm excited. Everyone's talking about Skinamarink. Have you seen people talking about that on Twitter and stuff? No. Uh -uh. Oh, I've heard like best in a decade type of movie. Um, I think Shudder, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Come to our podcast for the hottest, latest, truthfulest news. And sponsored um, by Shudder. <laughs> <laughs> I think Shudder took it, but I think it is going to have some sort of limited... Um, theater release but i, I love shutter yeah me too i know i recently subscribed and i have not been disappointed yeah i, I did the uh 31 horror movies in um an october challenge and Ooh. the majority of those were from shutter although actually nice. the majority of them were just rewatches of stuff that i'd already seen but they're my comfort oh. movies and i like yeah i like my comfort what stuff. are you what did you have a movie in mind ellen for 2023 uh screen six 
It's coming out at oh, the end of March. Yeah. I don't know what to think. There's no Nev Campbell, um, but General Ortega is blowing up across horror. Um, obviously, she's she's had some incredible horror roles over the last couple of years, and she is the new generation of Scream Queens. And so I, I don't doubt for a second that it's going to be fantastic with or without Nev Campbell. Plus, we get to see Courtney Cox again, which is always always a pleasure. And there's been a lot of sort of rumors online about like sort of twists they could take and theories about how they might. There's a there's a trailer coming out this week. So yeah, very excited about that. But right. it probably won't come out in the UK until about three or four months after it's come out there. So um, I'm going to have to come visit. So we'll make sure to spoil it for you. Oh, thanks. Um, we'll just describe it to you. <laughs> yeah. Scene by scene. All right. I will well, literally call the police. About, since we're talking about movies, gun to your head, favorite horror movie ever brett oh goodness oh you have to pick one and i can't choose the bullet um so this is weird but i absolutely adore rose red the limited series by stephen king the really really long one i can't get enough of it and we watch. I, I probably watch it once or twice a year, um, so that it, judge me, flame me alive. But that that's quality cinema to me. I should rewatch that. I feel like I saw that when I was really young. Did that come out a long time ago? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. And yeah, it was I, I wish it was a book because the, uh... I would love to read it. But it's fantastic as a movie as yeah, it well. Came, it came out around the same time as like all of the other like massive TV movie Stephen King adaptations. Mm-hmm. It around about the same time as it and the stand. Ooh. All right. All right. Well, now I'm putting my gun to Elton's head. Okay. Favorite movie. Okay. This Oof. this is this is not my favorite movie of all time, but it is my my favorite horror movie, and I think it might be my favorite horror movie right now. Um, in the wake of the the controversy that was Halloween ends, um, I got to thinking about my favorite Halloween film and this is going to be you're going to cancel me for this but um Halloween 2007 the Rob Zombie reboot is my favorite of the Halloween films and possibly my favorite horror film wow as a lover of extreme horror that's a hot take I know know, I'm so sorry like I I actually enjoy it hot take corner I, I really like my horror to be quite brutal I like it to be quite extreme and it did capture sort of a middle ground between the the eeriness of the original and then gave the the backstory of michael myers and the casting was pretty okay but the 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 casting of michael myers and the casting of the new laurie strode was fantastic in that i think um it's very underrated i know a lot of people hate it but i think that is my favorite horror movie wow all right what about you well then now put that gun to your head yeah (laughs) i was like well ellen just got us canceled before we could even take off so no just replace me (laughs) next time it's fine (laughs) Um, i've already messaged a couple people about it um my my favorite horror movie um there's definitely you know i'm sure we all have like top 15 right but um i would pick creep which is a mark duplass film i love that movie yeah very creepy it's like just so uncomfortable and also mm-hmm. makes you laugh but it's like that uncomfortable laugh where you're like uh, am i gonna get killed um and it has like this found footage angle i am like a huge sucker for found footage um Me too. and i have a massive celebrity crush on mark duplass like love really everything. yes i know 
That's a really weird. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. That's a super hot take. For mine, I I actually wavered a lot on between Rose Red and VHS because I just I adore adore the found footage. So if it's found footage, it's probably high up on my list. Yeah, and I would like to include Creep too in, in that. that I whole haven't seen I was the second ask. one actually. I haven't seen it. Oh, you should. It's really really good. It's a great sequel. Mm-hmm. To, to be fair, you really can't go wrong with the Duplass brothers. Um, I know, I love them. So movie much. Or, or TV show, they are fantastic. They're absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah, everything they do, I love. Um, hey, all right, that I'm, was my question. I'm going to ask a question now. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, who, as an author, what what writers and what other other authors um, inspire you um, in your work and and just in your day to day doing of the writing? Who are you throwing at that first? Chelsea, you, you have an answer first. Yeah, let's let's hear from you. Okay. <laughs> um, so if I, I'll pick like a mainstream and in like an indie answer. So okay. I adore Caroline Kepnes. I, she, so she is the author of You and that um, Joe Goldberg series, which has now become a Netflix show um, with Penn Badgley. I'm in a book but with Caroline I, Kepnes. I, I have been pub- I've been published alongside Caroline <gasps> Kepnes. I know. I am like so happy for you because that would be a dream. If you get in touch with her, bring her on. Oh, you have a best friend. I I have projects to propose to her. (laughs) But I her writing is like just so sharp to me. And like it's so enjoyable. She doesn't misstep. I don't know. I just like she has like a great sense of humor, but like it's not her only trick up her sleeve um and I love the way she writes settings like I and she's I think she's from New England so you know I probably have a little bit of a bias there but like she just like really nails the towns and cities she writes about anyway huge fangirl um and there's a new Joel Goldberg coming out next year which I'm excited a new book um yeah oh wow yeah fourth one wow so that'll be fun um and then if I'm thinking indie I love Samantha Kolsnick's stuff. Um, So she's the author of True Crime. And then this year, the first book I read this year was Waif, um, which I guess I would qualify as a novella. But um, anyway, her style is like so gritty and emotional at the same time. Um, And she always like her stuff surprises me in a fun way. So um, one of my latest short stories, I was like really trying to emulate her style. Like I said, I'm kind of exploring my own style. So, um, sometimes I'll try to like pick up an author and be like, okay, what do they do that? I like, and how can I maybe like incorporate that into what I'm doing? So that was, she was like an inspiration for one of my latest. Yeah. Brett, how about you? Um, so I think you can say me, it's fine to say me mainstream. Elton Skelter is my hero. (laughs) (laughs) I well, I mean, as long as you promise to say me. No, I (laughs) I really love the work that um, both Josh Mallerman and TJ Payne put out. I know that they're separate and they they write separately, but I think that that the specific content, the voices that they have, uh, Mallerman, I just love how he takes such a unique and weird idea and turns it into something that I just can't stop reading. Like he wrote the Pearl, um, which is about a psychic pig, which 
is so far up my alley. I can't even <laughs> explain it. Um, and then TJ Payne just writes odd things. He wrote Intercepts, which is about uh, sleep deprivation. Well, total sensory deprivation, where they have these researcher people that are watching people that have been completely total sensory deprivation and seeing how that affects them psychically. Don't want to go into too much detail. And then he has another one that's about like a a couple that brings all their friends and family to their wedding and they have to like fight to the death. So definitely up my alley. Was that a um, short or a novel? The last one. They're novels. Both okay. of them. Yeah. Novels. Sounds fun. And uh, like prose wise, I know that, that I already mentioned Noelle, but I mentioned her because I'm just a huge fan. She is the author that I think prose wise, I aspire to be. She writes in such an eloquent, eloquent way and it's so tension driven. And I constantly, as I'm reading her books, I'm just taking pictures of lines and sending them to people like, do you even see this? Like, how did somebody create this sentence? <laughs> so uh, one day I will be at that level. That's the goal. That's the best feeling. That's cool. Yeah. That's a really good goal to have as well. Yeah. yeah. All right, Alan. How about you, Alan? Um, well, you guys, obviously, are my inspiration for living. <laughs> so... Uh... <laughs> Everybody says that to me. I know. It must be so hard the being so, so wonderful. <laughs> um, I am a really, really big fan of Brett Easton Ellis from a mainstream perspective. Um, American Psycho changed my view of what a book can be horror-wise. I didn't realize until I read that book that you could make it kind of tongue-in-cheek and a bit funny and a bit weird and, and ambiguous the ambiguity at the end of that book about whether or not any of it's actually happened was uh, incredible to read and you know he is a, a queer author who succeeded he, you know he, now he's gone on to like film writing as well uh, he's, he's doing incredibly well for himself well done um, good job Brett <laughs> good job we're, we're really proud of you um, you made something of yourself Buy me some cocaine. Um, Not this, Brett. I just wanna... <laughs> yeah. No, you the good too. One. The good, good job. One. Yeah, you too. Yeah, the the, the about good guy. Yeah. And uh, in terms of indie, um, it's no secret to you guys, but I'm a huge Judith Sonnet fanboy. Um, I love her stories. She she writes extreme horror in varying degrees. That is really difficult to read sometimes. I'm still trying to make my way through the clown hunt because I'm terrified of clowns. Um she just she writes in a really really eloquent way but it's it's also just really terrifying like you, you it it makes you feel it and um i love just her work ethos as well like she she's t- taken now to doing like a 10-day book challenge where she will write a book and have it published within 10 days um wow. which i just find incredible and every time i look on social media she's got another one coming out um i recently read her halloween um collection kill your pumpkins just all about murdering oh, Chelsea. She? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, she, she took she took the uh, the the idea Please of don't kill our <laughs> writing about indie authors that she she's friends with, and she puts them in these horrific situations and uh, has this weird mythical sort of horror figure come and, and take them all out in gruesome ways. And I just thought it was it was really it was fun. It was such a, such a fun book. I loved that book. Is it your I dream to, to be? Is it your dream to be killed by Judith Sonnet? In Absolutely. A story? She can kill me any day. I love Judith Sonnet. And one day, <laughs> one day, I'll get her to notice me and I'll be like, Judith, we should totally collab. And uh, and it will happen. One day it will happen for me. All right. We're going to manifest that. And then we'll manifest Mark Duplass wanting to collaborate with me. Okay. And um, Brett, what are we manifesting for you? Um, 
Oh, goodness. I mean... What do you get the girl who has everything? I, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> No, but seriously, I, if we're manifesting something for me, it's going to be that like either TJ Payne or Catriona Ward are like, hey, let's collaborate on a series or whatever to, together because um, I would die. <laughs> I would just throw up all over the place and then die. <laughs> really good start to the project then. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so uh, I guess that that does lead I guess into my next question because we're talking about manifesting. Ooh. So the future and um I guess it doesn't really at all. I was trying to make the link but it didn't work. Nice um, nice so <laughs> what about <laughs> I'm really great at segways. What in this past year 2022 what are a couple of the books that you read that you loved the most books projects short stories whatever Mm -hmm. i got them i got them on the top of my mind so i'll go sorry i'm like wiping my drippy nose (laughs) you should see it guys Um, it's really handsome (laughs) you've never seen a nose wipe like this um fun of two our only fans No, <laughs> it's not porn with Chelsea Pumpkins. So my book club, my IRL book club, um, chose to read the Ballad of Black Tom for our horror month. Um, so my book club in real life, we don't just read horror; we read all kinds of stuff. But we like try it, to stick yeah. to horror for October to stay on theme. Um, anyway, the Ballad of Black Tom by Victor Laval was so good. Like I was like just up at night thinking about it. Loved it. It's um his response to the horror at Red Hook by Lovecraft. Um, And I couldn't even get through that Lovecraft story because listen, I know that it's, I, I find his prose really difficult to get through. So I have never finished a Lovecraft story, Um, but I read enough of it. And then I went to the wiki page and like caught up on the rest of it and then read Laval's. And it was just like the most amazing response I have ever seen like he paid homage in these like really cool ways and he like really just took back the tale it it was awesome I loved it would recommend it to anybody um and then for short stories this is like probably a little bit what people would call fart huffing (laughs) but (laughs) the anthology chromophobia which was edited by Sarah Tantlinger um was fantastic and it's all women horror authors and the theme was color so they all have a horror story centered around color in some way shape or form I was like super excited to be accepted into that anthology um but that's not why I love it so much even though it does obviously have a special place in my heart but like literally every story like blew me away these women took such interesting takes on the theme and they're all like so different from each other there's body horror, there's psychological stuff, there's grief, there's love. Like it was just really, really good. I would recommend it to anybody. Definitely on my TBR. And I just, I love the fact as well that it was like a women of horror anthology as well. Like the women are like absolutely taking back the genre and I'm totally here for it because some of the female written horror that I have read in the last year has been absolutely insane. Yeah. And there was a lot of um, authors in there that I wasn't like familiar with ahead of time. And now I'm like, an immediate fangirl and there's a ton of stories there's like i don't know 20 25 authors in there um but very rarely do i come across like a five-star anthology and that was like no question five stars 
Excellent. I feel like I just talked for a really long time. No, oh, no, you go. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my, my favorite book of last year was, I don't even know if it was released last year, but I read it last year. Um, it was the final girl support group by Grady Hendrix. Um, I am such a whore for a, a, a good old fashioned slasher and the idea of bringing the final girls from multiple massacre events together and having someone then pick them off as well was inspired absolutely genius and he carried it off in such a beautiful way the characters were relatable i read it all in one night i stayed up all night just to just to read it all in one go um it's not a small book um it's not no i was gonna say that would have that took me out that was a chunky novel yeah Yeah, good job (laughs) and and, yeah i just i just i couldn't help myself i just had to stay up and i had to read it all and um it kind of inspired me to write one of my um short stories that i released through dnt in september of last year called fuck you mary sue um which was very much a take on on sort of the the other side of the slasher the, the psychological elements the aftermath of it um so i loved that i i thought that was such a really really brilliant book in terms of short stories i have not been reading a lot of anthologies this year i've got to admit um i've been trying to get into them um to some avail well, you know i think we've all done all right this year in terms of anthology appearances but um most of the stories that i've read have been beta reading for writer friends um, so I, I've read some really, really cool ones from like, from like yourselves. You, you're both incredibly oh. talented writers and I just want everyone to know that. Look them up. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, like TJ and Zach as well, they have sent me some stuff I've read it's just really, really cool things. And we, we did the, um, Halloween podcast for Anthony Frost's, um, Halloween special oh, for Terrifying. That was, that was really fun. Wrote short stories for the event. And it was just such a good night to listen to that many different stories from different writers all in one go. And just, that was just, that was amazingly good fun. I loved that day. Such good. Yeah. That little plug I... for Anthony's podcast, Terrify what? Me. If you don't listen to it, you should check it out. It's really we'll link good. It underneath. We'll link everything underneath, actually. That we're talking oh, we'll about put with. it in our description. Yeah. And we'll, <laughs> we'll like, we'll, we'll tweet about it because we can tweet now as well. Yeah. We were really good at tweeting. Yeah. Um, I could not stop listening to that. I had the f- total FOMO for not participating, but the the story I actually Elton, your story I had to cut off in the middle because I was driving to work listening to it, and bold. right in the middle I had to stop and go into work, and I thought about it all day until my lunch, and then I went <laughs> and finished the podcast. Every story in there was just incredible. It was really cool. Oh, um, since you know my mom is now our in-house reviewer. And she loved your story. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Mrs. Pumpkins. <laughs> Mrs. P. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, what were your besides the podcast? What were your faves? Oh, um, so I actually read a series, and it's slightly where it's kind of fantasy, but the Bone Ships series. I don't remember what the actual series is called, but um, maybe the Tide Child, I think. It was a trilogy by R.J. Barker, best trilogy I've ever read. It was about like these Leviathan sea monsters that they turn into boats, and because they're so big, they use their skulls for boats. Just just read it, look it up. Cool. R.J. Barker, The Bone Ships is the first one. Um, for my in-person book club, we read Sundial by Catriona Ward, and it was my introduction to her as an author, and I've since just demolished and she is incredible that book was incredible um 
Uh, sorry, I'm going to bring up Noel W. Ely again. Oh my <laughs> God. Stop no, trying to make Noel cool. I'm sorry. Him, it's just relevant. She, all three of her books that I've read are just incredible. But um, Ask for Andrea, I read this year, and it's about um, three murder victims solving their own murders Ooh. and bringing their killer to justice or hopefully trying to bring their killer to justice. Uh, just it's incredible. It's tense and insane. Um, so ask for Andrea by Noel W. Ely. And then my favorite story that I read this year was in, it didn't come out this year, but I just read it this year. I want to say Erie river. It calls from the sea, I think is what it was called maybe, or it calls from the water, something like that. Um, but Steve Stred, who I already mentioned, he wrote a story about, um, you'll have to read it. I think it's the second story in there. Um, and it's something about the bayou and just get it, read it. I actually read it. And then I met him later in the year and we were chatting and he's like, yeah, I was in that anthology. And I I just fangirled all over the place because Did I you throw up he and told die? me I died. Yeah, because again. It's, it, it was insane because I was just like I was just floored that I, so this random anthology that I read and then this author that I'm talking to randomly wrote my favorite story in the anthology and it was just That's it was so a whole cool. moment. Yeah, Steve um, Shred's amazing. I've read a couple of his it, collections. It's yeah, well. I, it's fantastic. It is. It calls from the sea, by the way. I look, I, yeah. I'll be our fact checker. Thank you. Do you want to check what his story is called? Because I'm a terrible oh fact checker. Open the browser much. again, Chelsea. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but that one, and it, I, I've since bothered him for just anything that he wants to write and send to me. And so, fan. Um, but those are the ones that, so those are the books that I read and the short stories that I read. Well, that's good. Now, all of the writers that we love and respect know that we are actively stalking them. So, uh, yeah. oh, I have the locks yeah. on your windows and doors. Uh, or <laughs> alarm if you catch your own award, check your, check your Facebook DMs because I sent you a message about Sundial. Okay, not the time, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question um, about it. We, we couldn't Steve, figure something out. Does Steve write under a different name? No. No, it was just Steve Stred, I want to say. Some fact checker you are, Chelsea. Second are you sure story. it's not Steve Neal? Yes, that's it. I lied to you completely. It's Steve Neal. Are we going to have to record this entire bit again because you got the um, excuse me. name wrong? You all don't trust yes. me. Steve Neal is his name. Hold on a second. Hostile Territory was the name of the story. Mm-hmm. Way so to go. Way to I'm blow to up his real Steve identity. Stred is. No, Steve Stred is a writer. Steve Stred wrote Mastodon. Yeah. That was a good book. Um, so that was another one that I read. Publicly apologize to Steve Neal right now. I apologize to you, Steve Neal. Um, for thinking that you were also he was the one that wrote the Lip Mort one. And I literally, Steve is such an uncommon name. I, I can't believe I made this mistake. But Steve <laughs> Neal wrote the, the Hostile Territory. Hostile Territory, which is the second one in that. And then he also wrote the most disgusting story I've ever written or read um, that, that's going into the Le Petit Mort. Just want to. Oh, you said it. it. <laughs> I was like, "Is he going to do it?" Just going to. Just Steve Dredd wrote Mastodon, which was insane. It's about um, this kid and his father that are going to search and figure out what happened to the mother slash wife, and it takes place like completely in the woods, and it's 
creepy culty read it awesome all right um okay so you did your public apology to steve so we can move on hopefully he'll forgive you because you're awful but uh yeah i have one, <laughs> I have one more question <laughs> um and that, that's just where can we find you guys online where, where are you where, where's your websites your your social media um chelsea tell us about yourself um mine is pretty straightforward um my website is chelseapumpkins.com um i guess this is a good time to plug that i have an upcoming anthology coming out i got i was had the pleasure to serve as editor of a 90s themed horror anthology called ah that's what i call horror um that's coming out next month we'll probably talk more about that on a future episode um but you can find information about that book on my website chelseapumpkins.com and then i'm also on twitter and instagram at chelsea pumpkins all one word um and my name is spelled c-h-e-l-s-e-a if you spell it wrong you're wrong so that is you might just find some other we don't want you here anyway if you don't spell it right (laughs) no we do don't listen to me that's what editors are for everything i say is a lie (laughs) um brett where can we find you um pretty straightforward as well but not at all um so my website is just brettmitchellkent.com which is you know b-r-e-t-t mitchell kent all one word.com and then uh, the links to my social medias are up there but they're completely differently named than my website so well, how do i you? am uh, on twitter as hoagie housing hoagie like the sandwich sandwich and housing is a made-up word h-a-u-s-e-n so that's <laughs> that uh, and then i'm on um instagram as well as mr sprocket imaginarium which is a, a hybrid art writing account completely undefined directionless like me (laughs) and where are you elton i I literally don't have a website i'm i need to get on that because that that's not a good look for me but um you can find me on twitter at elton underscore skelter um and that's that's where i mainly hang out twitter you can find me on twitter bruv (laughs) i love it yeah you can mock my english accent all you want it's not as bad as some it's not a mock i love it do yours do your impression of an english accent oh you can find me on twitter at jesse pumpkins (laughs) that's actually quite good (laughs) (laughs) i'll give you that one that's all right i did one once i forgot if it was um it might have been anthony and he was just like that's terrible Every time I try to do a British accent, it ends up sounding Australian. Yeah. (laughs) Anytime I I try to do any other accent, it's always a mix of like Jamaican slash Indian. (laughs) (laughs) I I just can't, I can't do accents. Um, Sometimes Scottish sneaks in there too. Yeah. But like, because I try and I'll be like, oh, I've got a barn to pick with you. (laughs) It's like everything. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck is that? That's Australian. (laughs) It sounds Australian. That was your Australian. I won't be bullied. Australian. Okay. Amazing. I take your negativity and I reject it. So wow. <laughs> Good. You should. Um, very spiritual okay, so- on this podcast, aren't we? We're manifesting, <laughs> deflecting, we're, uh, yeah. Bullying. I'm, I'm covered in crystals. That's <laughs> so. Um, crystals. So I think that's the last question. So um, Chelsea. Yeah. So I just wanted to chat briefly about what you can expect from our podcast so first of all thanks for listening this far um to a few strangers just just (laughs) shit talking um 
So as Brett mentioned in the beginning, you know, our goal is to kind of just discuss and uplift anything indie horror. Um, We will probably, our plan is to have some authors on, some editors, publishers, um, kind of any sort of contributor to the indie horror world. Um, I know we've talked about gamers and fellow podcasters as well. Um, Yeah. Do you have, do either of you have something to add to that? Um. I mean, I, I just, I think that the goal here is to be honest and just really take a open, an open-minded look into horror as a genre, as a feeling, because it's kind of the way that we live our lives. Yeah. And there's been and like a we'll huge be... horror resurgence over the last like sort of five, 10 years as well. We're just, we're just going to play into that and just try and just really give a voice to the people who are just maybe new in their careers um, who want to reach readers or or readers who are out there looking for new authors to get obsessed with. We, we want to be that bridge for you. Yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, our, the, the tone and our approach, like the cool thing is, is that we are going to approach things that we read and listen to and watch both from like a fangirl perspective and also a creator perspective. Cause we mm-hmm. kind of sit in both seats. So mm-hmm. we're very talented. We're, we're triple, like triple threats yeah bro. we're all extremely like smart and pretty and funny um most of us are like super humble it's yeah it's, just, yeah. it's a good gig yeah okay but but no really like i have a shitty personality brett's a sex pest and and chelsea has uncontained rage so uh yeah. you'll get to know us really really well yeah <laughs> I'm going to um, add that to my bio. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so if, sex if you want to get involved with, with Cutthroat Queens in the future as well, we are on social media ourselves. Our Twitter is at Cutthroat Horror. And uh, our email address is cutthroatqueenspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to recommend anything to us, if you want us to talk about anything, you can send us an email or, or a DM. Or um, if you're a new author and you want to, tell us about your books or your new releases coming up through the year or if you want to try and book a, an interview then just just shout us out we're, we're relatively nice people sometimes yeah oh. filled with filled with rage and, and beauty yeah it's such beautiful rage and sarcasm hopefully <laughs> that came through <laughs> um all right who wants to play us out i'll do it all right <laughs> all right bruv all right all right bruv-a. mate Okay, well, well, that was it. We have been the Cutthroat Queens, and we are not like the other girls, but we'd be prettier if we smiled. We'll see you next time for another exciting episode of Cutthroat Queens Podcast, available from wherever you listen to podcasts from. Is that all right? That's all right. Hey. We're fantastic. I'm a victim of an organized You know it is true You know this time you're never gonna get it But you already stole